0: Okay, we are back with a new episode this week. And I have my beautiful, wonderful, talented, very wise friend, Christy, <laughs> here with us today. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I think that's really when we look... We've been friends for a long time now. Like 10, 12, 12 years probably Probably. And I think that has been our connection is... Not necessarily our wisdom, but like our quest for wisdom. Yes, we have figured out a lot of things about the world, and I feel like that's the big strings that connect our heart.
0: And it's really fitting that we're sitting in a car recording this podcast because <laughs> I think we can both agree that a lot of that wisdom was gathered from a vehicle like we were sitting in a vehicle oh yeah going
1: wherever I mean going places really I feel like this is important to be shared because it's one of the main pride points in my life of on the beginning of reading week telling people on a Saturday night we're going to the Grand Canyon people would say oh when tonight like now (laughs) and we drove there we slept in cars and tents and made some ill-advised decisions and we're back like Wednesday night, early Thursday morning from our trip to the Grand Canyon, but man, we figured out a lot of stuff on that trip. We really
0: did. It was, the hours (laughs) flew by, they really did. They were, they were magical. Magical hours spent, except for the time that we didn't pack water and our lips
1: started bleeding. There some real valleys to this trip (laughs) in the physical sense, but like the wisdom was like elevated throughout. Yes. I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So the topic I picked for today was doing things that absolutely terrify you, which I really wanted to explore, especially since it's January right now. And most of us are just kind of thinking about who are we? What are we doing? What is this year going to be for us? What are we going to change? What do we want to lean into about ourselves? And I think that's something we really we need to talk about I need to talk
1: about well I feel like not to toot my own horn here but I'm a really great guest for this mostly because I was a very very feel fearful person through most of my early life so um I'm uniquely qualified because I was so bad at this (laughs) and that was um one of the things I first noticed is, like, Jen, I always felt was, like, just naturally brave and was, like, just do things without all this, like, angst and introspection, which I am prone to. Um, so I think we have very different angles coming into that, that this is a very learned skill for me, so I feel like I can talk about it because it was not how I naturally came into this world at all.
0: Yeah. You should be able to exactly walk <laughs> me through the steps, is what you're saying. <laughs>
1: um, I think that it's it's almost like magical that we're talking about this I remember my sister-in-law's mom said once when we were all riding horses all our families together and she said like oh you were just fearless on that horse and I almost started to cry like I never thought that fearless would be an adjective applied to me in any sense and it felt like it was such an insignificant moment but it felt so big like maybe I am getting there that was a conscious goal of my early 20s was like I want to be braver I want to learn to have fun (laughs) like these are not normal early 20s goals Um, but I felt like since that point in the last 15 years of my life roughly that has been the conscious choice that I've just made over and over and so um, now I think I've had a lot of unique experiences or not unique to travel a lot of places by myself and start new ventures and And it's only because I've, like, practiced with that, like, brave muscle a lot.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us about those ventures? (laughs) Your most recent ventures? My most
1: recent ventures. So, I think that um, the world gives us, the universe just gives us what we need all the time, right? (laughs) Like, and mastery is boring. Like, who wants to do something they're good at forever? So, um, it kind of feels like this accident, but... Against all odds, um, I have a, a new business that I'm working in digital marketing and web design and I designed an app and that's so weird because I was always like the anti-tech person. And also even in the business sense, I was always like avoiding conversations about money or like getting to the nitty gritty of finance and that's like literally my job now. So uh, I think we just, we lo- get these opportunities all the time to face the things that we have stuff about. Yes. And fix them. If we're paying attention, all these things that makes us uncomfortable, that we don't like, that's that's where the magic is, or the that feels unmagic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's like where we grow. So that's my most recent ventures. Is I don't teach school anymore. That was magical and life changing, and I loved it. Um, but I just felt like I was done. And for a lot of the last school year, people asked. Like, well, what are you going to do? Because I told everyone it was my last year. And they're like, mm-hmm. you don't have a plan next. And I was like, ah, well, I don't know. Like, it'll just be something else. I could just feel that that was done. And it has been um, kind of incredible how other things have come together. But that always requires us, like, leaning into the scary, too. Yeah. It's like, I don't really see how this is going to work. Can you, but you tell I feel us like it.
0: about some of those feelings that would have been kind of going on? Like, maybe some of that self-doubt
1: what was happening in your
0: head while people (laughs)
1: were asking
0: you those questions
1: so i feel like at that point um i think um i have a tendency toward irrational optimism a lot of the times like of course it'll work it'll just work um so at that point there's kind of like this romantic idea of like something will be great and so i think a lot of that comes in taking small steps of I took, started taking a marketing class online, and I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know the lifestyle that I want. I want to be able to be mobile and work from my computer, and I like working in design. And, and so it was small steps before the whole plan kind of revealed itself. That I um, just one aligned action after another of like, this feels like a good idea. I don't really know why, but it feels like something I should do. And especially when you don't know why, especially when it doesn't feel logical, I think those are, like, the big ones. Yeah. That's when you really know. Like, this doesn't make any sense. It feels great. It's a little scary. Yeah, that seems like something I should do. Awesome. So, um, for me, that wasn't as scary as, like, coming down to the moment where you're putting your stuff out into the world. So... Okay, I felt
0: like, that was the scariest part for you. Yes,
1: I felt like I had all this magical time and to like think about my ideas and plan my stuff. And then the morning that we're going to really go talk to like these top cowboys in the world about this app, I'm bawling. Like before then, it's all roses and big ideas and like magical things happen. But then it's like, well, now you have to do the thing. Yeah. And I think part of that, comes to, um, someone told me like, well, you need to trust the decisions that you already made that led you here. I felt really good at all of those. And, um, I had really great people around me that were like, no, you can do this. Like we all believe in you, but I think when we're putting anything out into the world, which we have to be, to be living at our most human and alive,
0: we do, we absolutely do. And
1: we come to those moments before we press like post or send or whatever, That maybe we're bawling. Maybe. With our 20-year-old friends, and they're like, this is a part of Christy we've never seen before.
0: Yeah, where it literally feels like jumping into cold water or doing something that your whole body is kind of like cringing and... Well, you just saw me before we pushed the red button (laughs) on the podcast. I, like, my whole body kind of tenses up, and you have to be like, breathe, like... This is okay. This is allowed. You're allowed to do this right now.
1: And I think we're so lucky right now. We have, like, these great thinkers and writers that have articulated that this is what makes us, like, our most happy and alive. Yes. Is when we're, like, putting those things out. Yeah. And it doesn't make it easier. That's the thing with fear is, like, it's easier to not. But then what are we even doing here?
0: Oh, yeah. And we just talked about, too, that this is this day and age is also a time where it's so easy to just consume and do almost nothing else. Like just consume things that other people are putting into the world and give nothing back to it almost. Yes. And that's just not, uh, honestly, I, this is just like Jen's theories. No one but I ever, love Jen's <laughs> but I, but I completely believe that heaven is a place where Everything we do is creation, to some extent. Like there's nothing, there's no just spectator in it. We're just, we're just like right in there, doing things at every.
1: That's even like the first stories in the Bible are about making things. Yeah, and I think that like there's that really often quoted and kind of trite thing like, great minds discuss ideas and average minds discuss events and small minds discuss people or whatever, and that. That only makes sense to me in the fact of, like, big, great minds are discussing ideas because they're making the ideas, and then you don't even have time for the other things. It's not, like, a choice No. of, like, oh, I don't talk about people because I'm great. But Just when you're making things, you don't have that brain space to be concerned about what everyone else is doing all the time.
0: No. Absolutely not. And
1: I think it's funny. I, I taught high school for 10 years-ish, and... Um I love teenagers like they I taught grade twelve, so they 're like almost real people, but they they really are, and they kind of don't have some of the complications of adults you know that mm-hmm. they still have like idea idealism and they 're excited about things and they 're so easy to get on board with stuff and the The great ones at that space are making things. But also that's, I felt like that was my most important conversation to have with them it was like, they would talk about how, you know, old people, they get boring and they don't like see they're so condescending toward teenagers or they don't care about anything and they get like gossipy. And I think that's just yes. the antidote to all of that. It like, really is. we have is. to make stuff to keep whatever like that, like that vivaciousness of our lives, yeah. that's what maintains it is when we're making stuff and that's the scariest and the worst and the best thing all rolled into one.
0: But if, you, if you're if you sitting there and you know from experience how scary it is to put something into the world that really matters to you, you're not going to be looking over your shoulder criticizing someone else because you know it's hard and you know the imperfection and the, and the everything that that starts with, right? It's not, totally. it doesn't come from, and that's what this podcast is about, it's not about um, starting with a polished end result it's starting with imperfections, starting from the beginning and f- and sometimes finishing in that place too, like when we yes. complete tasks they 're not always going to be at the level we want them to be right away.
1: I think that was one of the most transformative quotations i 've ever come across is by John Steinbeck of now that you don 't have to be perfect, you can be good and I think that um it totally just changes our paradigm of how we're existing in the world. That it's so easy to fall into judgment. And I've had a lot of conversations about this. And I think the best thing that I've come to is from Amy Poehler. And she says, I just think, good for them, not for me. And that's so easy to just stay in your lane and do your thing when you're making something. Because you're just kind of glancing out. And you're like, oh, they're doing that. Well, I probably won't. Yeah. I keep doing my thing. Or I'm super doing inspired by that. That's so, by that. great. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take some of that. But it just requires so much less, like, judgment and discipline when we're just making our stuff. We just yep. don't have time for things that don't, like, light us up and add to this thing that we're creating. Yeah.
0: And how, is that, how has that changed you, I guess? That, like, even if we're just even looking at this creation of the app, that you getting past that one day where you're sitting there on the floor bawling and people <laughs> have to literally pick you up and take you to the
1: event. I think um, it's interesting because I I get these questions all the time, whether I'm like living alone in my camper, or I'm in Nicaragua, or I'm making an app. like People ask me all the time, like, aren't you scared? Like, yes, I'm scared all the time. Like, literally, I feel like I'm maintaining some level of fear pretty much at all times, or else I'm doing life wrong. Right. And that's part of the reason why I knew I was done teaching was because there I, there was some just level of like complacency like i get this now and i'm of the belief that life either gives us struggle or we can choose challenge mm-hmm. and i just choose challenge and that just requires being afraid <laughs> and so i think that it's not like i'm braver than anyone else it's just that you get more comfortable with that discomfort of like Mm -hmm. I don't feel great must be going the right way like and I think we obviously have to discern between actions that are out of alignment and and I have learned to trust my anxiety in a different way that often alerts me to something I'm not paying attention to or something I need to do oh yeah and that's been super interesting so um any time I've noticed lately where I like just feel super anxious and that's yeah. different than afraid. Um, it's because I'm not attending to something. I'm like avoiding something.
0: Oh, and I like
1: that, that, and I know that anxiety is, comes in many different forms yeah. for different people. But for me, it's like just a warning sign. Like you're not doing this and you need to do this. Yeah.
0: And or maybe that you're not completely congruent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or that like I'm avoiding something. And anytime yeah. we have like this emotion about stuff, that's, just shows up where we have opportunity to work, and so my anxiety is different than my fear, um, but I
0: yeah I had a I had an experience kind of like that the other day where I kind of got out of the kitchen and I was just like a ball of and Hans kind of was like you're you're so spastic right now like what is going on <laughs> with you. And I was kind of blaming it on the fact, like, well, I've been in the kitchen for, like, how long? And I don't want to be in the kitchen. And But then when I actually sat, like, took a second to assess where I was at, it was like, no. The problem is that it's Sunday and I always have all these expectations in my mind of how beautiful our Sunday is going to be. And we turned on planet Earth again because... We didn't know what else to do with our children. And so I turned off Planet Earth, and I got out the chess board. And as soon as I... I just got one for Hands for Christmas. And as soon as I got it out, he and Hiram just started, like, playing chess together. And it was so darling and sweet Mm -hmm. and perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I took the girls, and we just kind of, like, practiced some little songs on the piano together. And they, like, pulled my hair and the whole time. But it was still even though it was more awful in some ways, it was better. And I felt unified oh, nice. and I, yeah, yeah, like that I wasn't exactly. missing something. I wasn't not doing something that I wanted to be doing, I guess.
1: Yeah. And like, that's so, that's so key is that you had this emotion about something. And sometimes when we have emotions about people, that's teaching us. We have like our own mirror work to do mm-hmm. where we have emotions about stuff. Like sometimes we're not maintaining our boundaries. We're not asking for what we need. And, like getting curious about all those emotions I think is just so yeah. key. To like think.
0: where is this coming from yes, actually? Because exactly. maybe so. there's something that I'm a little scared of doing Yeah. that I really want to do. Or that I'm
1: just avoiding. That's yeah. what my anxiety is. Like you're avoiding something. So it was even like doing test phases on the app. I mm-hmm. would be doing all this other stuff because there's, I like design and I like stuff that's not this like small detail work. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, like, my January reset is, like, to lean into those things that I hate. But um, in that case, it's like, I have all this anxiety. uh, This is never going to work. It's like, oh, you're not doing this one thing that you actually need to do. That's more important than all the stuff you're doing to avoid doing that one thing. Yeah. And so so my anxiety shows me that I'm, like, avoiding something. So
0: I like that. I also like that you talked about... Um, you know, this is something, this is an area that you never saw yourself as good at. No. But at the same time, it's also <laughs> a very, like, if any anyone who knows Christy knows that she has this kind of, like, insatiable need to do rodeos like she just can't it's like not not non
1: illogical yeah like is that
0: adding financially to your life no is oh, that like so definitely not, not. <laughs> like definitely a drain on your finances yeah definitely like there's no real logical reason but you feel this drive and I love that because there's this um it's from a Ellen Montgomery book called Emily of New Moon or there's like a series mm-hmm. and there's this one point in the book she's it's kind of her story, like, as she blossoms into a young writer. And she starts out just kind of, like, hiding away, scribbling little notes. Because she can't... she has to. Mm-hmm. And at one point, for the first time in her life, she's been writing for years and years and years in, like, a mm-hmm. attic upstairs. And she brings some of her poetry to her a teacher that she really admires. And he's like, you have maybe... Five good lines in here. And she started to just cry because she thought, well, this is it. This is it for me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, that's really amazing. You're like 13 and you wrote five really good lines. Mm-hmm. And then he sits back and he asks her the question, would you stop if I told you to right now? And she thought about it and she was like, no, I couldn't. I could never. And To all the other people around her, was this kind of, like, quirky, weird thing that she did. And her her aunts who had adopted her were, like, what are you doing? Like, this strange child that just (laughs) scribbles all the time. And what Mm -hmm. is she even writing? Mm -hmm. But she couldn't not. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important for us to look at, is there anything in my life that's not, like, really bad? (laughs) Because obviously we have bad impulses, too. But that's not contributing negatively to the world that I'm just...
1: I told you to stop doing heroin like maybe you should. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah.
0: You should. But if there's something in our lives that we feel almost compulsively driven to that that's good mm-hmm. how can we... Like, there's something in that. There's something important in that.
1: Well, and I think um, this will come to one of my most oft-repeated phrases, but my dad also has this like my brother, Brad, calls it the horse casino, like, that we just have to keep playing the horse casino, and, <laughs> and like, rodeoing, so my dad also, he has his horses, and he ropes all the time, and, like, we just do it, and it seems so crazy if you knew the balance of, like, the finances and time and everything, but um, my brother would complain sometimes, like, think how much stuff we would have if we didn't have, like, this farm and these horses and the horse trailers, like think how much money we would have. And my dad would always answer like, for what though? Yeah. And that's kind of what I come to say about so many things is like, what else are you going to do with your life? Is that when we look at life linearly, then it's so like so many things don't make sense, but they're all the things that make it worthwhile. Like, it doesn't make sense to read a book. Why aren't you reading? Like, why aren't you learning to code? Or, like, reading stuff about the stock market. Yeah. Like, why read a novel? But everything that makes makes our life worthwhile doesn't make a lot of logical sense. Yeah. And if we look at it in a linear way, um, it's so limiting. And there's this Alan Watts speech that I love that he talks about how life isn't a journey. That that's a bad metaphor that... Really, um, if that were the case, then the musicians who played the fastest would be the best, that composers would just write endings if it was just a rush to get to whatever end. And he said, what if we get to the end and we realize that we were just supposed to dance and sing that it was musical after all? Mm-hmm. And when you look, especially from like coming from such a sober-minded place as I did, um, that everything just looked linear and tragic and like cosmically important all the time yes that when we look at these little things like well I like to barrel race okay my savings account doesn't look great lots of times especially now since I just started a new business but like what else are you gonna do with your life what do I want to do with my time here Mm -hmm. like I could watch Netflix I guess I could save more money and and whatever that looks like for you like that but what else are we doing here besides yeah. playing?
0: It just doesn't have to make sense. Like, even the fact no. that we're here recording a podcast is ridiculous. Like, I, I'm a fairly good student. Always have been. So in university, most of the stuff that I got back from professors was fairly positive. But I did have one scathing review. And it was an oral presentation that we were giving... And for the most part, as I looked down, all the check marks were kind of in the right place. Everything looked as it should for a decently prepared presentation. And then near the bottom, there's this one section, quality of voice. And then the check mark was in the very lowest column. And then she'd even (laughs) written comments on top of that to describe how poor my quality of voice was. And I was... Lisa,
1: I'll show you. I'm going to have a podcast. Well, no.
0: I was shocked by it. And so the first thing I did was that I called my parents. And I said, can you believe what just happened? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you really don't think that I can talk well in any way? That, like since when and why didn't you tell me that (laughs) that's just so it was like a a moment that i had where i realized this terrible deficiency and i was like well maybe you could just maybe you could just pay attention to other people who are really eloquent or that speak clearly and then you could (laughs) copy them (laughs) And so I'm literally doing the one thing in my life that I've been told not to do right now. Right. <laughs> Which is
1: Because okay. what else are you going to do with your life? Yeah,
0: it's okay. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe yeah. it won't. It's fine.
1: I think, I think <laughs> this is, <laughs> that little box is like a little harsh in any context. <laughs> but I find your podcast pleasant. Well, thank you. But the
0: reality is, you know what? That that you work with what you have. Like, if you feel you want to do something, then do it. And let let the chips fall as they may, you know?
1: Totally. Well, and I think, too, it's like, what are you prioritizing in your time on Earth? Like, your trip around the sun, what's it about? And I think that the safest and safest and the best way thing to prioritize from whatever paradigm you come from is, like, personal growth. So... Like, whatever, like, spiritual context you come from, probably getting better is a great thing to invest in. Probably. (laughs) So, I am all about recognizing your strengths and play into those. And that's kind of the grand design for my business right now. I know what I'm great at. And I know my plan to get to do more of that and less of the stuff with which I struggle. But, the struggle has its own magic in it. Mm. Of... And we face all that stuff that we have emotion about of the things that we're scared about. Like I didn't avoid talking about money and financial situ- conversations, things like that just because like money, it's all the stuff that we have around it. And that gives us opportunities all the time, the things that we're afraid of, to look at what that's about. Like, what does that have to do with how you're brought up and your parents and, like, your deep beliefs about yourself? Like, how does that make you face whatever it is? How does it make you face that, like, deep empty that we all are afraid to face? Yep. And if you're prioritizing growth, then you have to be some level of afraid pretty much all the time to be doing that. Or else you're not growing.
0: Yeah. I think it's on a Lululemon bag somewhere. Like, do one thing every day that scares you. true. That was
1: actually in a Baz Luhrmann speech from, like... The
0: sunscreen one.
1: The sunscreen one. Yeah. Did
0: they... Did Lululemon steal that totally. from they him?
1: Totally. They so, so, um, stole so much of his stuff on Yeah, like
0: floss. Floss was in oh, there. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a knockoff. Oh, yeah. Total knockoff. Anyway, so... But it's good. It's good stuff. Find sunscreen. Like, Baz Luhrmann, it's, like, this graduation speech. Um,
0: yeah it's it's all good
1: but that was like a transformative I feel like people are talking about fear and stuff all the time now but I felt like when I heard that like do one thing every day that scares you I was like what? hard pass no. Yeah, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I'm scared of everything and I'd rather not thank you <laughs> and that was like I heard that song first like when I was 18 my first year of university I remember who showed it to me and I was like well I don't care to do that thank you um, I'm just gonna like do my linear safe little path and that was probably the beginning of like this very different trajectory that my life has taken now
0: yeah just because of well the whole speech but that one line <laughs> yes. especially yes. is and I remember listening to it too like I can yes. remember the way everything looked outside like I can remember <laughs> we're in your car the adventure pod yeah. listening to it That's and just adventure thinking pod. yes like, yeah. that's, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. That is the only way for my life to unfold is if I do that.
1: Exactly. And that, like, it keeps us from this destination mentality, which um, can take really a lot of different shapes and forms. It's like, what are we doing along the way? and What is even the point?
0: Yes. And what do you mean? Explain that. What's a destination mentality?
1: That we will be happy when or we will live our life when or, like, yeah. we will have freedom when... Um, I think it was also kind of a transformative realization when I realized that my life was happening right now. Like, this was also my life. Yeah. And...
0: <laughs> Which is funny that you have to think,
1: like, right, obviously, right? but what? It just seemed like it's just so, like, this meta cognition thing of, like... I Because there were so many things, like, that I was afraid about and part of that came, like, my big journey through life has been through my body. And part of that was like, well, when I'm skinny, then I will do all these brave things. Mm -hmm. And I think that my feelings about myself have mirrored my willingness to, like, step in to live and live my life at this moment. Mm -hmm. That doing those things that we're scared of, sometimes those destinations can just be a cop-out to not encounter them. Which I feel like... Is a really
0: important life lesson for especially if there's anyone on this podcast who's like in high school where you feel like your body is just weird and unfamiliar and to just feel like okay I'm just gonna like get through this and not and it'll be better when it'll be better when I have boobs or like that never happened for me so good thing I'm not waiting for it turned
1: into a size two like that's Those things that feel excruciating are our way in, like, those those are our cracks where we get into, like, the juicy stuff in our life that helps us get this whole big thing we're doing here figured out. Yeah. Like, it's in those really terrible, awful thoughts that we have about ourselves or about life and... And being able
0: to turn them around and being able to love that part of yourself.
1: Like just me in my physical state and I was such a person that like lived in my head instead of my physicality too. I was like a very unembodied person (laughs) (laughs) and like that being in my body and like learning to appreciate the things that I could do instead of how it looks like, listen, that's the journey about fear of what can we do instead Mm of how does it look to other people? And whatever that is for anyone, that's your way in to the stuff. And so I think I've lived long enough to like be grateful for, for that very obvious way into like this quest of... We, I, live, I felt like I, maybe more than people or maybe just average amount, just lived in suffering. And I felt like there was a way to live better. Yes. And that was just where it started from. That has led me to incredible quests into myself, into other people's teachings like across the world was just this thought of like I think there's a way to not feel like this. Mm-hmm. And there is, but it comes through that like curiosity and fear.
0: Yeah. That's the only way. And the thing is that like from an outside from an outsider looking in most of the time like our lives wouldn't seem that hard. But to us, like and not to say, like, not to diminish your suffering or my suffering, but like there's so much beauty. There's so much to be thankful so for. Beautiful. There's so much to be grateful for to love about yourself, about your life, that yeah sometimes we're just not we're just not as aware of all those things totally. as we should be.
1: Totally. Uh and um I think like for me that's that's the antidote to fear is finding joy Yeah, whether that's through my body of like oh look how I can just like play here in my physical existence Um, but also it's like this insistence to find the fun and joy and like the good story out of anything like I was in a recent kind of like personal financial crisis of like well, I don't have a job, and I'm waiting for these jobs to pay. And and someone asked me, like, did you just expect this to be fun all the time? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, actually, I did. I straight up did. I was like, well, I made my own job doing what I want to do, and my friends work with me. Like, that's awesome. And it mostly is. Um, but what I came back to was like, well good thing the only thing I like more than fun is a good story so this will be a good story that someday when I'm speaking I can say listen to how poor it was everyone and that's a great story um but like that's that's kind of the antidote to like this crippling fear sometimes that we can have in our lives is like just that joy and um just it's just play anyways like yeah Sometimes there are life and death situations. I remember I was wandering around. Yeah, definitely wandering around this town that I lived near to in the jungle in Ecuador. Yep. And I was trying to get to a dang church. And (laughs) I'm just like, men are cat calling me all over. And I'm like, you know what would make me be interested? A little help. Like... Your, your whistling is not doing a little anything, but a little bit of help would be nice. But no, nothing, no help. And I remember I was just so uncomfortable. I'd been in Ecuador like a couple of weeks. My Spanish was like non-existent. And I remember wandering around this sweltering hot town thinking, there's a difference between, difference between discomfort and danger. And most of the time, because we have the survival mechanism to, like, flee from danger, we mistake discomfort for danger. Oh, I like that. We gotta go. I don't feel good. I gotta go. I gotta get out. And we have to have that, like, presence and mindfulness to stop for a second and be like, I'm just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Probably means I'm, like, doing something all right here. Like, I'm stretching. I'm becoming. And... Or we're rock
0: climbing. (laughs) Christy and I just went rock climbing. We both felt very uncomfortable. Very out of shape. Post
1: (laughs) post Christmas is a real thing. But also we talked about like for me. I'm like this is not a crippling day. I'm like well my body's not it's best right now. But there's some things that can be done. Instead of taking this in as like. I'm such a failure as a human. And um, anyway. So we just have these moments. I think sometimes we're like. We've done some work on this planet. I'm getting better.
0: Yeah, or even just celebrating the fact that we went
1: climbing and yeah. we
0: climbed. Yes, done.
1: And it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of fun about it. Like the climbing itself was like not questionable, for questionable, me today, but yeah. like it was kind of fun. Yeah, mostly fun. So,
0: and that's an that's a good point too because when we. When we do something that we haven't done for a while or do something for the first time, it's only almost ever going to be kind of fun, especially when there's some (laughs) sort of skill required or some sort of like knowledge that you don't have. Um, And that's, that's like the, the moment when a lot of us back away and stop. Absolutely. Because it's, it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It's. It's, like, I don't like being in a situation like that, like, the rock climbing wall is a good example, because there are people around that all seem to know what they're doing, and mm-hmm. you feel like you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that feels bad. It feels scary.
1: Um, I I think, too, kind of going back to the rodeo compulsion, that has been part of the compulsion, is because there's work to be done there for me, is that that's a place where I can feel out of sorts, and, like, I don't quite belong And that's why I know I have to keep doing it. Mm. And that's been tremendous personal growth. I've learned a lot of um, really important skills about like grounding and dealing with my own feelings of worthiness and stuff through barrel racing. And that doesn't sound like a place where you have these flashes of insight. But for me it is and partially because I spend so, so many hours alone driving, which is where I think a lot of insight comes for me. Um, but I think yeah, that's just, I feel really uncomfortable here. Well, I guess I have to keep doing it. And the more you make that decision, the more it almost feels like a compulsion. That That's how it felt for me with like the business stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, I have this idea. It feels kind of scary. Well, I have to do it now. Oh well, crap, I have to do it. And a lot of the most worthwhile things that I've ever done have felt um followed those exact steps of like, this is kind of crazy. It sounds a little scary. Uh, I guess I have to do it now. Oh, dang. Like, there's just no way around it. I have to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that compulsion, oh, it's so interesting because we... So much... We were talking about this earlier, but this idea that, like, that's kind of something in your life that's weird to other people like it's like why do you do that and part of the reason I'm on like doing this podcast right now in my life is because I have this like very odd compulsion that I can't go away from to like to hands always like when I start doing it in public it's so embarrassed of me because I'll just try to set people straight all of the time. Like, not in a, like, not in a rude way. I never no, do it out just, of a, no. but I just, I just want to give something to them. I see, like, lives being run in a way that isn't bringing happiness. And I just, like, I wanted, like, I'm asking questions or I'm, like, digging. I just want to dig right into it and, like, get in there. And Hans is like, okay, here's Jen the Wise and, like, gets all, because, the things that we have to bring to the world, they start out raw and like unrefined and strange, and then it's only through using them and and dealing with like why you want to do this and why that matters to you and just really sorting that out mm-hmm. that they become superpowers. Like that's absolutely. only, but it, but superpowers start out that way, is volatile and
1: absolutely. And I will say. From personal testimonial experience that like gen digging into your problems is not uncomfortable. It's just like <laughs> I mean, if you ever have something you honestly want to get figured out, like don't call to complain because there will be some figuring whether you want it or not. It's like you Yeah, you I'll really never want tell you <laughs> to be like invested and actually like come to some like wisdom and understanding in a situation. That's a great phone call to <laughs> But I think, too, it's like, whether it's our cracks that we get, that the light comes in, or it's our desires, like, we just pull at the threads until we find one. And the amazing things in the world come from just following that to the end. Mm -hmm. And that's been kind of the partially magical thing with this rodeo stuff is we have worked with um, horse people, farmers, we have found this kind of weird niche in... Um, niche. I don't know. How do you I'm say that with word? Niche, I always go with niche and I was nervous because it was be a podcast. <laughs> There's so many listeners, Christy. I know. It's very anyway, high pressure, high move pressure. On, move on. Um that <laughs> <laughs> it's if I wouldn't have lived this rodeo life before, I couldn't be doing what I am now. And um same with you in like helping people is you don't know where the end of the thread is, but you'll never know if you don't pick at it and follow it. And sometimes it ends. And that's okay. And you're like, well now I do something else, I guess. Yeah.
0: Now we know we can't do that. Yeah. Or it's or it has an end or 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 we wrote it.
1: Yeah. Like, here's another example of our very topic is that once long ago, Jen and I decided we were gonna sell security systems mostly because people thought we couldn't. (laughs)
0: And (laughs) And for me it was was, I was afraid. It was because I my other option was working at like a factory, getting (laughs) paid ten dollars an hour. So I thought, if I can make more than $10 an hour, I'm in.
1: So, there, She's making this logical choice of, like, of course I can do it and I'll make more money. And I'm like, I'm so afraid no one will listen to me. And I guess I better do it because I'm so afraid. Anyhow, um, weirdly, that security system, which I just detested every single day. It was the I worst. Was not, it I was, was not terrible the worst. at it. Like, I was pretty good at yeah. it. But... Anyways, we don't have to talk about my feelings about security systems in general. But when I was pitching all these, like, really important cowboy guys in Las Vegas, um, the girls with me were like, how did you know to say that? Like, that was so good when you said that. And I was like, it's because I sold security systems. So like, I actually have sales training. Learned? Yes. Yeah. And so sometimes those weird desires that we think the thread ends, they come back later.
0: Okay, and there's a, there's a good security sales analogy here too, which is okay. If you ever worked for an alarm company, you'll know about same day sales or same day installation. Sorry. Which means you show up on someone's door and try to convince them to have a security system installed like that minute, basically like, okay, drop everything you're doing now install a security system. Mm -hmm. And that seems crazy when you first think about it but the more you start to do it you realize that either the person's going to get it and if they're going to get it they'll usually be okay with getting it now and if they're not going to get it they're not going to get it so so saying oh why don't you call me back in 2 weeks there's no you might as well just push them to the very edge yeah. and And if they're going to say no, then they're going to say no. And that's just such a good, like, that's a life lesson that I use actually over and over again that I kind of forgot about. But it's, it's really scary to go to the edge, like to push someone to the edge of Mm -hmm. saying either no or yes, Mm -hmm. but also to push yourself to that. Like it's either going to be a no or it's going to be yes. And we've got to figure this out. Like we've got to see it through right here, right now.
1: It's very true. Very true. Of, like, we are great in theory, and then when it comes to the morning that you have to go actually do your thing, then you might be crying. Yeah. But that's the moment. Like, there's there's only regret if you don't do the thing.
0: Yep. And whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, like, the epic yeah. moment where you first no. step into your business. It it can be the, the moment where this morning I had to say over to myself, like, 30 times, I am a morning person. I am a morning person <laughs> before I stepped my feet into my running shoes and barreled into the freezing cold like a awesome. crazy person. Yes.
1: Yeah, like but then the rest of your day if you didn't do the thing, <sighs> you're just regretting it.
0: Well, and I and I had to like it's either a no or a yes. Like mm-hmm. am I a morning person or aren't I? And decide right now, prove it. Like prove that you're a morning person, Jen, cuz if you're not getting up right now and your kid finally slept through the night, then you're not a morning person. That's the reality <laughs> of the situation. Like we just have to come to terms with ourselves, and that's scary. That's sometimes really scary.
1: That is one thing that you are quite good at, though, that I feel like I can waver in, like, my head for longer. And Jen's just like, well, we're just doing it. We're just (laughs) doing it. And that has led to, like, maybe we swam across Lake Kukunusa once. Yeah. And mostly because I was like, yeah, let's do it. It'll be great. But, like, I didn't really believe it. Like, I probably would have turned around halfway and Jen's like, no, we said we're going. We're going. All right. Shouldn't have said it, Christy.
0: Shouldn't have said it. We, We didn't die. We didn't, was, die. we didn't even come close, actually. No, we
1: weren't even struggling, really. We no. We swam real slow when we needed to. <laughs> just, swam just on the old me. back, just yeah. like flew the bear. Side stroke <laughs> across the whole lake.
0: <laughs> well, that was, that was great. I feel like, I don't know what time it is, but I feel like...
1: We're about there. We're
0: about there, yeah. and I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for the wisdom that you just imparted to all the people who are going to listen to this podcast but I'm also just thankful that we got to spend time together like for me that's so much it's of what true. this has been for me is just the ability to connect with people that I absolutely love so thank you it's like
1: kind of like our regular conversations if you ever wanted a window into them they actually sound much like this yeah but today we just had like a topic Oh, yeah. (laughs) We came back to. We tried,
0: anyways. I don't know how well. I feel like we stuck to it. There's
1: good stuff in there the whole way. Just listen. Whether it's about fear or not.
0: Yeah, and probably subscribe to. And also, Mm -hmm. if you are anyway in the rodeo scene, go check out Christy's app.
1: It's called Rodeo Buddy Pro.
0: Rodeo Buddy Pro.
1: Yes.
0: I personally have no reason to use that app at this current (laughs) point in my life.
1: Don't get it if you don't need it.
0: (laughs) But I feel like there are a lot of people
1: out there... Who do Making rodeo? Making it easier than the security system salesman. I can just say, like, don't get it if you don't need it, but if you do need it, you should get it. You should. It's good. You but. should
0: get it. Just get it. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye.